when you physically cannot perform, it's important to not set yourself up for failure every day too, to really readjust like what does it mean to have a good day? And what does a productive day even look like? When our circumstances change so much, if we keep holding ourselves to a standard that we're never going to live up to, that's such a mindset debacle there because you're always going to be failing. You're never going to be living up to your own expectations. Welcome to the Biz Women Rock Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kremitzos, and this podcast is especially made for you if you are a highly ambitious businesswoman, you take your business very seriously, and you know that this entire experience is one long journey. Welcome to the entire Biz Women Rock community. There are thousands of other women entrepreneurs just like you who are on this journey with you. My job here at the podcast is to be able to give you some insights, really deep and soul-fulfilling conversations about this journey, strategies that might help you along, and words of encouragement so that you can have the most joy possible. You're jumping into a special series that I'm running right now called the Mompreneur Series because Not only have I been a mompreneur for the past two and a half years, but there are so many other women entrepreneurs who also are mothers. Now, whether you are a mother or not, I promise you that listening to each and every one of these incredible conversations with these women will teach you something, at least one or two nuggets that you will walk away with that will allow you to maybe work your business a little bit better, implement a strategy that somebody talked about, and most importantly, make you feel connected and that we are all in this game together. So enjoy the Mompreneur series on the Biz Women Rock podcast. Grace for the journey. That's the phrase that kept coming up to me during today's interview with Jacqueline Malone. She's the co-host of the podcast, All Up In Your Lady Business with Jessica Stansberry, whose name might sound familiar to you because she was just on the prior episode in this Mompreneur series. Jacqueline is a marketing and mindset expert and the creator of her new program, GoToGal. She found out she was pregnant with her second child just one week after she launched her podcast and her first paid program, which sent her into tons of fear. But she eventually saw it as a great opportunity to have a due date by which she needed to simplify her life. Simplifying helped me grow faster, she said. During this incredible conversation, We talk about the constant evolution business and babies are and how she gives herself a lot of grace as she moves through that evolution. She says that a daily gratitude practice is key, specifically being grateful for the messy stuff, the unexpected stuff, the stuff that didn't turn out the way that we want. This interview with Jacqueline is such a great example of the journey of a business and how it parallels the ever-changing journey of parenthood. So enjoy. Jacqueline, what's going on, girl? 
Hello. I'm so excited to be here. I'm really excited to be here too. I had the privilege of finally connecting with you at Social Media Marketing World earlier this year in 2018. And I feel like I had sort of been orbiting you for a while. Like I'm like, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, she's cool. And then I finally kind of went smack dab face to face, bangs to bangs with you. Bangs to bangs. I love it. I say that because behind the scenes, Jacqueline and I had literally, I think, an hour-long conversation about our bangs. And we have bonded over bangs significantly. Hashtag bang bonds. And I just fell in love with you within like two minutes of talking to you. I was like, okay, this is a cool girl. I definitely want to get to know her a little bit better. So I'm really... Well, the feeling was mutual. (laughs) Well, thank you. I've invited you on specifically for the Mompreneur series because I know you have two kids and I'm just so interested in women who are managing that whole thing. And because I think it's so important, the reason why I'm doing this whole series is because I have seen so many women do it differently and figure out what works for them. And I would really love to shine a little light on how you've done that because I think it might connect with someone listening who may or may not have kids, but actually just wants to know how to figure out how to balance their thing, right? Like how to balance everything, i.e. not balance. I don't love that word, but like just manage it all and figure it all out. And I would just love for other moms too to hear a different vantage point of how you've done it. So let's start with first, how old are your kids? So my daughter is five and my son will be turning two in June. Oh my goodness. Okay. So you're what I call like in the thick of everything. Oh, yes. (laughs) In the thick of it. So when your daughter was born five years ago, did you have a business? I didn't. I started the business and my daughter was two and a half. Now I had worked in, actually did, I was director of marketing for several businesses that did business online locally. And I left to go back and work with my dad doing real estate because I thought, oh, then I can have flexible hours. Being this like perfectionist planner, I was like, I wasn't even pregnant. We weren't even trying yet. And I was like, okay, I know I can't be in this job and be pregnant. (laughs) So I preemptively left so I could go get into real estate thinking I can manage my own schedule. My dad's really supportive because I always struggled between... So my dad's an entrepreneur. He has his own business, which I actually helped him start in 2004. And my mom was like the quintessential stay-at-home mom. And I was the child that literally came off the bus, sat at the counter, and just wanted to tell her like every detail of my day. And I I loved it. it. But I've always struggled because I've had that ambition that my dad has. But I'm like, oh, but I want to be that mom like my mom was, right? And I always thought I had to pick. And when I discovered the world of online marketing and being able to like build a business from your living room, that just opened up this whole new world of possibilities that I never could have imagined. That you could actually have both. Like you could actually be that mom who gets to listen to your kid every day after school. And you could also be super ambitious and build a great business and do all sorts of stuff. Yes. I love that. Because that's a big... It's kind of a limiting belief that I think a lot of us have is we have to have one or the other. Absolutely. In fact, something I reference back to a lot is in my 20s, I had this thing of like, oh, I need to do all of this before I have a baby. Like I felt like I had this pre-baby bucket list of like, yes. oh, like once, like for some reason in my head, it was like, oh, once I'm a mom, that's going to be harder, <laughs> but it's so possible. And I never would have thought looking back that all this opportunity could have come after having a baby and that the creativity that comes when you're like forced to like really think about things in an out of the box way, right? So yes, it worked a little bit backwards for me. So did going into the company with your dad, did that work for you? So like you were able to do that when your daughter was born and for those first two and a half years before you started your own thing? 
So here's what happened. So first of all, my dad is so passionate about what he does. And you kind of think if you hang around him, it's going to be contagious. And you're like, (laughs) if I'm just around him enough, like some of this is going to rub off on me, right? Like (laughs) I'm going to be just as excited about building. I swear that never happened. (laughs) So, (laughs) So part of it was I thought that I'd be able to get into it if I like just put my heart into it. But I, it, that part never happened. That said, I did have the flexibility. I was able to pick my own hours. My daughter was born two months premature and I was in the hospital on bed rest for three weeks. So we had a really rough go of it in terms of the transition to becoming parents. And I was home, right? I was able to take that time. You know, she was in the NICU for 25 days and I was able to bring her home after that and still take however long I wanted at home for a maternity leave, if you will. But here's the thing. I was making commissions. So I went back very slowly when she was five months. I went back two days a week and then slowly started adding days throughout her first year. But the reality was I just wasn't making a lot of money because it was straight commission and such a long sales cycle in commercial real estate. I didn't love it. I wasn't really able to work the part-time hours and make the money I wanted. Not to mention, I would say, oh, I'm not going to work on Fridays. I was working with all CEOs and presidents of companies. And when you have the president of this, like national company or regional company trying to call you. And I'm like, I would literally, I'd have my daughter in her high chair and I'd put Barney on and I'm like outside trying to have this call because with them, I felt like I had to have this like facade on like, oh, I'm not taking Fridays off because they wouldn't want to work with me if they didn't think I was taking my business seriously, right? right? They wouldn't look at that as like, oh, she's home with her kid. How wonderful they would not have perceived it like that. So I'm outside trying to carry on these conversations and she's inside just screaming her brains up. And I'm like, please don't let them hear. And it was so stressful because there's this pull of like, I just want to go in there. But I like had to finish up the call. And I just knew like, this is not sustainable. This, while it seems like I can make my own schedule, I really can't because I'm really working for these clients. And if they say jump, I have to say how high. And I just knew that it wasn't going to be it for the long haul. So I discovered podcasts actually, and it opened up a whole new world for me. I think I had been a entrepreneur, if you will, for a solid decade, always like never getting past the logo stage, but like always having these <laughs> ideas. And yeah. podcasts opened me up to like, oh, like that's how they do it. Like that's how they get past the logo. <laughs> I can actually make money. So I was just determined to like come up with some idea and I finally did. But I took a long time in that like idea stage, if you will. So that was the time marker of when your daughter was two and a half is when you started the podcast. When she was two and a half, that was when I came up with an idea for a business. And I actually started growing just a community on Instagram of moms wanting to start businesses from home or who had businesses already that they started from home and was able to start growing on Instagram pretty quickly. And I connected with Jessica Stansberry, my now Mm -hmm. (laughs) co-host, because I was very ambitious and I had a thousand followers after the first month on Instagram. And she had this course that I thought would be a great fit for my thousand followers. I'm like, oh, maybe I can be an affiliate and start monetizing my thousand Instagram followers. (laughs) I did not have an email list. And a website. I had nothing to sell them. I literally just had an account with a thousand followers. So I reached out to her to talk about becoming an affiliate. And I think we were supposed to have a 20-minute call. And two hours later, we were still talking nonstop. We just had this instant connection. And I joked that that night, 
she proposed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's so many similarities with online dating here. I know. And you became business married, right? (laughs) We totally did. I mean, we are like that couple that eloped. So she emailed me that night. Like, I've always wanted to start this podcast. I've been waiting for the right co-host. Felt like we had that connection. And there you have it. Yeah. So then a few months later, we officially launched what we spent this summer. I actually happened to be traveling to North Carolina where she was. So we got a photo shoot. We both had some connections. So we started reaching out and doing interviews before we launched. And yeah, so that led us up to the fall of 15, where the week of Halloween, the week after Halloween, we launched the podcast. I launched my first paid program and I found out I was pregnant with baby number two all in the same week. Ooh, okay. Let's dive into what was happening in your mind at that time. Oh my gosh. What happened? Because here you must have been feeling like, I'm on it. I got it. Like I'm on the path, right? I'm totally projecting here. Like Project away. Yeah. I'm just thinking like you have a two and a half year old daughter at the time. Fast forward maybe a little bit more and you got the routine down. And then all of a sudden you're pregnant again. So what was going on in your mind? Oh my gosh. I was terrified. We always wanted another child, but candidly, like this was not a planned thing. Looking back, I can't really think of a better time, right? But at the time, I'm like, now? Like, I'm just launching, (laughs) right? But like, there's never a convenient time to get pregnant. As much as you want to perfectly plan it, there's never the perfect time. So yeah, I was terrified. But you know what it did? It actually gave me this like heightened situation where I had to make a decision. So at the time, I had actually... I had a few clients in real estate that I was still nurturing. But I told my dad, I'm going to take like the month of October to just be home and starting to like build this membership that I was working on. And so it was positioned as kind of like a temporary thing. Like I was in my head thinking, let me build this up. And then eventually when we have another child, I'll have this second stream of income. I wasn't thinking this is going to be an immediate thing. But being in that moment and now looking at this due date is almost like a deadline. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, okay, yeah. he was due in July. It's like, okay, he <laughs> came a few weeks early. And I knew having my first pregnancy was so not a good pregnancy that, that there was some fear there of, okay, when is he going to come? What's it going to look like? Where I knew I had to make a decision where I was either going to have to put this business on hold or I was going to have to go all in. I knew I couldn't do it halfway. I'm not sure what your rating is here. I'll keep my language. (laughs) (laughs) It's whatever you need it to be. That's what it is. (laughs) We have the E, so I'm used to being able to throw some words around. But I think because of that, I was like, okay, if I'm now I have until June to make this business work so I can just do this. And so I think it did kind of like that fire under me a little bit, but I was terrified. So I want to talk a little bit about that mindset of how did you work through that fear? Like you got to that place of, okay, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to do this. But that doesn't mean that that fear completely dissipates. How did you continue to deal with that fear, the anxiety of knowing I've got X amount of more months until I'm kind of out of commission and that's got to be it. So how do I build this business that allows me to do that? And I'm kind of at the starting point, right? So what were the mindset practices? Like, what did you do to make sure that you were constantly moving through that stuff? I was very fortunate that I was working with a coach then who was a business and life coach. And I'm the kind of person who, when I, especially back then, when I hired her, I was like, well, I don't need any of that life coaching stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And then within a couple of weeks, this happened. And I'm like, oh, I think it's a good thing I have her because especially at that time, I never would have invested in life coaching, but it was such a blessing in those moments because I was so used to, you know, my dad was my first mentor, right? And he's hardworking and, you know, working 80 hours a week and just going above and beyond. And this is so ingrained in me that like you have 
have to work hard to make money and having the, all these almost masculine energies, right? Coming from my father and a lot of them helped me have a lot of success throughout the years. But here I was first trimester and I am like a horrible pregnant person. So throwing up every day and I blame it on the testosterone with having a boy, but I was just miserable. Like I'm not... <laughs> very happy person. Literally my strengths finder. I don't know if you follow strengths finder at all. My top five strength is positivity. Wow. Okay. Gotcha. But I was miserable the first trimester. And down when you were... Oh, totally. So I was so grateful to have a coach and to really start leaning into gratitude and, and starting to implement a daily gratitude practice and starting to give myself grace and really reset my expectations for myself. As this high achieving woman and entrepreneur, I really had very high expectations on myself. And when you physically cannot perform, it's important to not set yourself up for failure every day too, to really readjust like, what does it mean to have a good day? And what does a productive day even look like? When our circumstances change so much, if we keep holding ourselves to a standard that we're never going to live up to. That's such a mindset debacle there because you're always going to be failing. You're never going to be living up to your own expectations. And not that I wanted to like lower my expectations, but I needed to really say like, okay, with throwing up every couple hours when I don't feel good and when I do this, what can I do that's going to help me grow this business that isn't going to completely deplete me? And, And what can I really manage at this stage of my life? And so you just got really clear about what activities to do, gave yourself a lot of grace on when you can do them. But I would imagine that changed like your whole schedule of how you were already working, right? Yes. And honestly, my whole schedule changed because at this point, I decided I wasn't going back into the real estate office. I had a couple of clients I would check in with a few times a week. But for the most part, I was really looking to grow the online business. And I scaled back on a lot of the maybe bigger, like putting a lot of content out or thinking I needed to like have all these things done. I really focused in on just Instagram, which I think actually allowed me to grow faster because I was only focused on one channel. Yes. So so some of those just like simplifying actually helped me grow really faster. And just following my intuition a little bit. Part of my journey was I had started with a membership, which is not really advisable. <laughs> right? like, a like, mem- that, like a paid membership community. Like a paid membership. Yeah. Mm. I had 300 people on my email list, right? I converted almost 10%. I had 29 people join this membership. But the reality was, that sounds like I can spin it and make it sound all sexy. But the reality is I was making under $1,000 a month. So in order for a membership to be successful, you need to have a lot of people in there. You need to have a bigger audience. So part of taking that pressure off was me really looking around and saying, well, what are people coming to me for? And the thing is, I was kind of embarrassed at first to be public about the fact that I was starting a business. I was working with my dad. And maybe before I had this like go all in mentality, I was afraid of like, what happens if this doesn't work out? Right? And like, what are people going to think? Was this going to affect things with my dad? Or what's that all going to be like? So I almost felt like I had to hide it. So I was joining different Facebook groups and I would literally immediately go into my privacy settings and hide them (laughs) from my timeline because I didn't even want people to know that I was joining a Facebook group about being an entrepreneur. I had nothing like in my Facebook profile or anything like that. I was totally under the radar. But I was joining these groups and kind of by accident, I had built a personal brand of people knowing that I was juggling this mom stuff and seeing me have success on Instagram. And so people were coming to me for help with Instagram. And I kept thinking, 
well, I'm not like an Instagram expert. I never set out to be an Instagram expert. But after a few months of this, and when I was like, okay, like I need to be making more than a thousand dollars a month. It's like, maybe I should just own this. So I started saying, okay, well I can do an intensive for $400 or just throwing out different prices and testing things out. And people were like, Okay. So I really explored that a little bit and was just blown away at one, how much easier it was to grow. People already saw me as an expert in this field, even though I never even sought out to be an expert just because I was sharing the behind the scenes of what I was doing. And here I was trying to grow this membership, but this other side of the business that kind of happened by accident came really easily. And while I never sought out to be an Instagram expert, and truthfully, I... Like even once it happened and was successful, I was like, this isn't really the long game here, right? I was able to say, you know what? I got this due date deadline coming up. Let's see what this is all about. And the funny thing is the reason why my Instagram strategies worked so well is because it was all based on the brand strategy. That's really what I was teaching, but okay, here's some hashtag tips and all of that too rolled up in there. So I was able to really grow that side of the business very quickly. I use the expression Rob Peter to pay Paul because that was the business that was really making money. But I was able to use that money to start hiring a team and helping me grow the membership side of the business to get that up and running. So by the time my son was born, I was able to completely drop the Instagram side of the business and focus on this membership that I could literally run from my phone. Love it. Explain a little bit more about what the membership is. Is it people coming to you for marketing and mindset or is it more specific to Instagram? So I actually shut down that membership a year ago. Okay. But it helped me get started. It helped me learn the ropes. And what happened was that, yes, the membership was about marketing and mindset, but it was branded the Chasing Dreams and Littles Incubator. It was for moms who are starting businesses. And what we were doing on the inside was all related to marketing and mindset. But nobody knew that. <laughs> and it. so as I grew in this whole personal brand side of the business, I kept seeing the results for, I was like, okay, well, this is what's really helping me, but I don't have a personal brand, right? I have one, but it's all I'm hiding behind this business and nobody really knows what it's all about. And so after actually the same month that when once my son was 10 months, I'd put him in daycare two days a week. And that is the same month that I was like, I'm shutting down the membership, which was probably the hardest decision I've ever made in my business because shutting off thousands of dollars of recurring revenue every month is absolutely terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) And I did not know how I was going to replace that income. It was really a leap of faith, but I had wanted to be doing more one-on-one at the time. I wanted to be working at a higher level, helping people get bigger results than I could really help in a large membership. And the way that I had positioned the membership was I was giving away a little bit too much. So it was harder to transition those people. I really didn't structure it well from the beginning. And so it was a leap of faith and I had no idea what my May income was going to be. And at the time, May ended up being my biggest month to date then. So yes, it all worked out in the end, but it took a lot of brave guts. Let's say that. This really falls in line with the entire conversation of how you make a mompreneur life work, which is... You really constantly take a look at what works and what doesn't and you cut away what doesn't and you go full on into what does. And I think that's a skill set that every entrepreneur has to have is how to cut away stuff. I have found... So on the on the uh, Finder, my top is focus. So Ooh. like... 
That is a really good top. It's a very good top, which is why I love masterminding, which is why I love providing one-on-one coaching and strategy, like which is why like people come to me for like, get me out of chaos and get me into clarity. And I love it. I thrive off of that stuff. If I'm not focused, I don't work. Now, when you took the test and you and you got your results, were you like, oh, that's a really good top one? Or were you, or did you like discount it? No, I knew... Well, the quick story is that I had taken it years ago and I don't remember what my results were, but whatever the top result was, I didn't like it. I was like, no, that's not me. Because <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> sexy enough. But I retook it, I think about a year ago. And focus was the number one. Positivity was another one. Like I'm not remembering all of them. Like future, thinker, whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, we're similar then. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but what it did was it clear... I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And as it pertains to brands, I would imagine that that's a tool that you use a lot because it helps like, oh yeah, that's why people come to me. Oh, absolutely. Yes. No, I love all of those for self-awareness. But I, I found with myself and a lot of times with clients, there are things that are so innate for us that it's hard to even see that it's like a skill. Like I'm like, positivity. Like that's not a... <laughs> what? Like that's not a strength. I'm like, <laughs> that's so fluffy. Like what? But it's funny because now that I have this conversation openly with a lot of my clients, they're like, no, like that's what I love about you. And so it is. It's so funny how I'm like, that's a strength. But when people don't have it or it doesn't come as yes. naturally, right? And the same thing with focus. It's like, well, of course you focused. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, it's when you, but it is. It's such a strength. So I love it. It drives my that. husband nuts, I think, because like what focus in my life ends up looking like is like the creation of organization and some systems. Like that's my background in entrepreneurship. I'm an operator at heart. So that's amazing. I don't have focus, but I do have futuristic and we have positivity in common. That is Yeah. And my husband is the exact opposite. He's just like, I don't want a routine. I don't like it. Like every Tuesday at this time, we're doing this. Like he's absolutely not like that. Anyway, I really digress on that one. What I was going to say is that, you know, I was saying like how entrepreneurs and absolutely mompreneurs really have to get just focused in. And I think we're forced to get focused in on what works, what doesn't, and drop what doesn't in a hurry. Talk a little bit about how you manage that now. How old is your son now? So he's about to be two. Oh my goodness. Okay. So it's been almost two years. I'm sure it's evolved the whole oh, yes. like, how you manage your time, how you manage what's important, and how you clear away what's not. How does that look like for you now? And how do you get focused on what is important in your whole life, business life, mom life, relationship life? And how do you cut away what's not important? So one of the biggest really mindset shifts that I had came from a program called 90 Day Year with Todd Herman. Being a little bit crazy as you probably caught on from some of these stories, I decided to invest in 90 Day Year two days before my scheduled C-section. And I say this because I was very aware that my son was... It wasn't like, oh, he came. Like I was aware that this was happening in two days. And I'm still like, let's, let's invest in this big course. So I'm like, this would be the perfect maternity leave. <laughs> Said only entrepreneurs. Who Said only moms, entrepreneurs. Right? Seriously. Oh, but it was great because the membership, I could really manage from my phone, answering questions in the Facebook group and all of that. And so I was able to spend my time instead of watching Netflix, I watched Todd is what I said. And one of the things that he opened up my eyes to was that I could really look at money to invest in a very holistic way. And it didn't just have to be money to invest in my business or to build my team or money for the home that could be to get help with cleaning around the house or to get a nanny. That I could really like look at this bucket is all the same and strategically think of how I can use it. In my head, I had thought, okay, when my son turns three months, I'll get a nanny. 
And I had started doing interviews right around two and a half months and trying to find a part-time person to come help me so then I could start working more hours. And I'm one of those people that just love the baby stage. Like I could just hold a baby all day long. I love it. The toddler stage, I'm like, all right, I could use a little time now. (laughs) Don't play with your friends. But the baby stage, I just love. And I knew that we were only going to have two. So just like, this was my baby, right? And as I'm interviewing nannies and nothing really seems to work, I have Todd's voice in the back of my head. Like, you know what? I need help. I need this. I have this launch coming up and I need to write a sales... Like, what's on my to-do list, right? I need to write copy for the sales page and for the email sequence. I need to design the sales page, get all these things ready and what the social media posts are going to be and all of that. Like, here's the thing. I'm not getting a full night's sleep. Yes, I can write a sales page, but it's going to take me forever. Whereas maybe I just, instead of spending this money to hire a nanny, maybe I just hire a copywriter to write a sales page. Crazy thoughts. But I had never done that before. I'd never spent that kind of money to invest in a team. And so that was my first hire. And then I'm like, well, maybe I could hire someone to design the actual sales page. Okay, done. And then I kind of got addicted to it. I'm like, wait a second. So I could stay home and not really be working that many hours, be spending my time nurturing this community and really start outsourcing these things that would either take me way too long or start outsourcing the techie side of things that I really struggled with and didn't enjoy doing anyway. So for that first 10 months, I actually ended up building a team of six and went really wide. I hired people in very specialized skill sets for five to 10 hours a month. And that was how I was able to continue to grow the business while really not working that many hours. I had a couple one-on-one clients. My mom would come over for a little bit and I would go upstairs and take a call. It was very easy and it just worked for that stage of life. But then I got to that point where it was like, he was 10 months. I was starting to go to conferences and I'm like, okay, I feel like a couple days will really help with that transition. Plus I had really started wanting to do the one-on-one. So part of it is me and part of it is just knowing that the kids are changing. I feel like as our kids keep getting older... We're going to want different things. They're going to need different things. Like just being open to that. Like what can the business look like? How many hours do I want to be working? Admittedly, which I've had to do a a lot of work around mom guilt around this. But when I started the business, the whole point was that I could be home with the kids more. And now I'm at this point, I actually had a conversation with my husband recently that I thought was like going to blow his mind and he was not phased by it at all. But I'm like, you know... I actually think I would like to work like full-time hours next year. And he was like, well, duh. I'm like, wait, really? You're not surprised by this? Because I started this business to have more time with the kids. And now I'm getting to that point where my daughter's going to be in kindergarten. And like, I would love to just have them on like consistent schedules every day and then just be done at four instead of, you know, now I'm working, I have 26 hours of childcare right now. And I'm starting to like feel it, right? Like if the business is growing and I wanted to keep growing. So having that shift even from like, it's okay to want to work more, even though that's not the reason why I started the business. Yeah. And I feel like that... I call it the pool. Like I don't I don't call it like guilt. I call it like I have these two things that I love. I really love hanging out with my daughter. I really love spending time with her. And I really love running this business and growing it. So it's like this constant... Like, and we can oh, have both, right? Like it doesn't have, have to be. And it takes a constant like keeping my thumb on that pulse. So I am very verbose about the fact that like I work three days a week. I pretty much have 30 hours a week that I work. And so she's in daycare three days a week. Some of that includes like, you know, before she gets up and nap times and stuff like that. But like there are definitely weeks where I'm feeling that pull more towards business. And I'm like, I've got some big stuff that I really want to do. And so she'll be in daycare four or five days a week. And then some weeks where I'm like, it's oh, so like, nice you have that flexibility. Oh, I can't I love, find that here. Oh, I love our daycare. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I do not have that kind of flexibility. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, most don't actually. No, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Or like, or there might be weeks where like we're traveling and so she's only there two days a week and I'm like, okay, cool. Like she gets to be with us. But it is a constant checking in of that to make sure it is. I love what you said about that. It's paying attention to what stage or like what your kids are ready for and what you're ready for and having it all be okay. Absolutely. And that's why I love that you're featuring so many different moms this month because everyone does it different and there is no one right way, right? Even myself, I've done it in so many different ways. Like my son, literally, I was going to go to San Diego and he literally didn't take a bottle at 10 months old. (laughs) We had to like, because I was able to be home all the time, right? And then like to shift, okay, now he's going to be in daycare a couple days a week. And now I'm like, well, maybe next year you'll be in full time. So there is no right or wrong. It's just like, what's right for like that family at that moment. And that can change. I may say that now that I want them there every day till four. And then I feel like, you know what, this feels like a little bit too much. And it's okay to change your mind to just fall into that. But I love that there's so many options of different business models that we can serve our community in ways that serve us in our schedule and and get creative with how to deliver what we do. Jacqueline, I love just as you've highlighted like the constant evolution and shifting of even that. I see that in your story about the evolution of your business and just trying things here and shutting that down and then trying this over here. And I definitely want to talk about GoToGal, your course that at the time this goes live will officially... I think the initial round will be out, right? And yes. Like that's something new that you have coming up. I would love to hear a, about your mindset and what you do to allow yourself the grace to have that evolution instead of the opposite, which tends to be a lot of, I'm going to do this. And if it doesn't go gangbusters right away, I'm going to call it a failure and I suck. And therefore, I need to scrap this whole thing. So I've recognized that in your story that you've allowed yourself to really evolve and shift pretty gracefully. So talk a little bit about your mindset on how you do that. Okay. So some of it is mindset and some of it is actually doing certain things. So in the mindset side, I'm, I'm really big on gratitude. And the key with gratitude is to not just be grateful for the typical things people are grateful for. Don't just be grateful for when things are going well, but to also be grateful for the messiness of it. And that's when you start to shift your perspective on the things that you could be like beating yourself up about to start shifting your mindset of like, you know what? It's okay. That happened for a reason or that allows me to see this in a different light and to really start being grateful for maybe the things that go wrong just as much as the things that go right, right? So I think that attitude in and of itself and having a daily gratitude practice, being grateful for... and with my business. And I also do this for like myself, right? I've had to do a lot of work around my own self-image and my body image and all of these things and coming at it from a place of gratitude for this body that gave me two beautiful babies, right? Like there's so much gratitude for that, even though maybe my old jeans don't fit, right? Choosing to look at the positive side of that. This is where the positivity comes in, right? But really having gratitude for that helps tremendously and not just saying it, but like actually putting it on paper. Like I'm grateful that we all ran late today because we got to have more time together and we did the silly thing. And oh, now I have a fire lit under me to like actually have a morning routine. So this doesn't happen every day, right? Like all those things fall into place, but finding the gratitude in like the messiness of it has really helped me to slow my pace town because I'm always being futuristic, right? I'm always on to the next thing. So it allows me to be more present and just really sink into that, that like 
it is okay to have this journey. And when you share the journey, it really helps nurture your community so much more. That's such a big part of me and my personal brand is sharing the behind the scenes with the kids and and the juggle. You know, the hashtag I started with when the business was all about mom business owners was the juggle is real and the juggle is still very real. That has been such a big part of my personal brand where even though I debranded and there's no marketing positioning that is specifically targeting moms, all of my clients are still moms because I share that sign. So it, it, I attract them to me anyway. It, it doesn't have to be... That's a nuance of the marketing that it doesn't have to be like... You don't have to say the word mompreneur necessarily to attract moms that are building businesses. But I was coming back to something else here. <laughs> so you're, it was a gratitude... Actual gratitude and gratitude of the messiness. So so the other part of it, and I think this is... I'll share something I did with my recent launch because part of it is working on your mindset daily in different ways. But sometimes there are things that you can do that preemptively help. So one of the biggest fears with having a launch is what if no one buys, right? <laughs> what, if, what if I do all this and what if nobody buys? This is something that I've always struggled with and I find it hard to like keep that mindset in the right place during a launch when you never know what's going to happen. So what I've done in this last launch that I've done different variations of for most of my launches is I did a pre-launch. And what I did is I opened up five spots and I put in like a ridiculously juicy bonus of eight weeks of Voxer access with me, which is literally worth more than the program itself. So (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm going to make this really irresistible. And I tapped some shoulders. I made kind of a, a vague Facebook post like teasing that there was a super juicy offer available for the first five ladies to join. This is before I started any launch content. It was just a, this is coming. And by the way, if you want to be one of the five, PM me. I have a sales page that's like half ready with tons of typos that I'll happily share with you. So you get the gist of the program. And what that did is it really allowed me to fill those first five slots really easily to kick off the launch knowing no matter what, I made $5,000. I can now confidently invest in Facebook ads. I know I have five women who are really excited to join the program and that I'm going to be supporting them very closely. So I know I'll be able to get them results. And even if nobody joins, it's still a success, right? I'm still getting paid to create this course. And so that really helped me go into the launch with a lot of confidence and just in a good headspace, already getting the energy from these people that were excited about it, already getting insight and like what stood out to them on the sales page, why they were interested and just helped me kicked off the launch in a really great way. So I say part of this is like mindset activities, but sometimes you have to say to yourself, okay, if I'm always starting a launch thinking, oh my God, what if nobody buys and I have this energy? That energy is not going to attract people. How can I combat that? Sure, there's some exercises you can do, but if you can literally do something to solve that problem before it even starts, i.e., confidently go into the launch of your program with five people paid already. Yeah, totally. And I made it where they had to pay in full because I was offering time and all of that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, love that. Such good tips there. So, tell a little bit about your program, the Go To Gal. All right. So go to gal. And it's funny because it's been happening since the beginning, right? As I mentioned with building this personal brand by accident around Instagram, I realized that when you have a personal brand, you're able to sell things really easily. And even more so, I was able to pivot my business several times and have people join me on on those pivots because I had that core personal brand. It wasn't just a business. They were connected with me. They had that no love and trust with me. So it didn't really matter what I was selling or talking about. As long as it was something that was relevant to them, we already had that established relationship. 
when I realized that that's really a powerful thing and it allows businesses, allows, allows entrepreneurs to really get that expert status quickly, that's something I, I shifted to being the main focus point of my business is helping entrepreneurs become the go-to gal in their space with both the marketing strategy to get known, but also the mindset of believing that you are the go-to gal in the space. Because so often I see that there's imposter syndrome and comparisonitis and all these things that people are struggling with that are really preventing them from owning their own expertise. So this is the work that I've been doing one-on-one and in my group coaching program for probably two years now, right? Is helping women become that go-to gal from the inside out. And what I'm really excited about putting this into an eight-week program is the price point is way more accessible. And it's really boiled down into... I've been able to take what I've been doing and turn it into a framework, which is a very creative person who's not process-oriented. That has really helped me hone in on, okay, what am I doing? How are people getting results? And really boil it down. So in eight weeks, following certain things with both the marketing and mindset strategies to really help them get known as that go-to gal. Love it. Love it. And your eyes are lighting up. Your your voice is like... (laughs) The hands are going crazy. The hands are going... (laughs) Obviously, you're really excited about this and really passionate about this. And I will make sure to have the link for that in the show notes. So if you want to find out a little bit more about it, you can go click on it and go see more about the go-to gal. Jacqueline, this has just been such an awesome conversation about the full-bodied experience of the mompreneur. And I just... I mean, the main things that really stood out to me in this interview are all about the grace and the journey, like just in business and with kids. And I just really thank you so much for sharing so openly about both of those and how you are constantly allowing yourself to move according to what your desires are and what your kids really need and how make that all work somehow for you. So thank you so much for sharing. Oh, thank you so much for the opportunity. Some of my coaching clients come to me because they are so incredibly determined to get to that next phase of their business and they just need some help doing it. Some of my clients come to me because they are so overwhelmed and in the throes of chaos and they come to me for focus and clarity and intentional strategies. But overall, all of my clients come to me because they crave to do more to show up more in line with who they are and what they love to do in this world in a way that gives them the business that they love. Some people call me a business coach. Some people call me a business strategist. Others call me their business therapist. Whatever kind of support you need, that is what I am here to provide. If you are ready to get your business to the next phase that you know you are ready for, or you are so done with all of that chaos and overwhelm and you're ready to make some serious moves and push through that chaos, then let's chat. Right now, I have three spots open for private clients. And if you are ready for the clarity and the results and ultimately the joy that comes along with the customized support, then working privately with me might be exactly what you need. Go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash work with Katie and go schedule a free 15-minute match session so that you and I can get on a call and make sure we are the perfect match.